Presented by Lee Bishop. Yo, yo, welcome to Mood and Not to Moods. I am your host, Lee Bishop, with my colleague and partner in crime, Harmony Bubububay. Hello, hello, darling. Hello, how are you? Good evening, I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very, very well. Uh, I want to say, well, not very, very well, but one, just take maybe two varies out of that well. You're doing one, well. One, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> no varies. Yeah. No, but yeah, take the varies out. I'm doing okay. Oh, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad you're doing okay. Yeah, so I wanted to um, ask you, have you, when you were younger, because I don't think you have one now, but if you did, it's okay. But when you were younger, as a young woman, yes. did you ever have, like, the list for your husband or your you know for your boyfriend have you ever had the list i have several times several it's, it's gone through different changes changes yeah do you remember the first one the first I list do. please um, share you know it's kind of unfortunate though because i'm a pk so for people who don't know what that means i'm a preacher's kid so i was raised in a church all right and, I was going to um, say pumpkin killer, but go ahead. No, I love pumpkins. I'm oh. vegan, but I would <laughs> yeah, kill a pumpkin. Definitely mm-hmm. kill a pumpkin. Um, but no, I I started off, you know, sort of being dictated to in Sunday school um, as a young girl, you know, the type of mate I needed to look for in the future. And it was all very biblical. Mm. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it was... <clears throat> my list entirely because I was being coached yeah. you know um, around it but I do remember being asked like so which which um, which uh, you know apostle in the bible or which you know man basically in the bible um, who has a, a, a story where they're like the central character <laughs> character mm-hmm. anyway that's a whole other conversation but um, yeah oh, yeah like would you choose who would you want to be your husband and i remember giving my answer and everyone like laughing at me why because because the the apostle you chose was like a clown i mean not a clown but not seen as like i mean other people were choosing someone who boring and you i mean not picked it you picked a short light-skinned one boring no I mean, you didn't pick the yeah, short, light skinned one. Probably short. I don't know how light skinned Daniel was. He was probably pretty, pretty light skinned when I think about it. He's on the sun. But I chose Daniel from Daniel and Goliath, or David, I'm sorry, from David, David. and Goliath. Uh-huh. And my um, my Sunday school teacher, she was like, no, choose someone else. Like immediately, right after I said um, that I chose David, and there was more than yeah. one David. So we were trying to be like more specific, but I was like, yeah, you know, I choose David from David and Goliath. And before I could even like explain, she was like, no, pick someone else. And I was like, no, that's that's really who I picked. And I was already prepared with my, you know, we had to write a little statement about why we chose that person. And I, my whole thing was about bravery and protection and, you know, him like sticking to his guns and not being afraid and standing up for God and his beliefs, you know, that was, you know, so impressive to me. And I just thought that it was so ironic, you know, that she was like totally praising my um you know classmate who had chose moses 
Mm-hmm. And I'm well, like, because Moses was like a leader. Man. Oh, he's, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an old man, he's though. Old so man. as a child, I'm thinking about somebody that sounds a little younger. You. <laughs> yeah, you know. So then, then, then I was like trying to make it, you know. So I went back to the drawing board, and then I chose Samson. Mm-hmm. And Me I was too. like, everybody has to love Samson, yeah. you know, like. I feel like Samson. I feel like Samson would be uh, aggressive. And maybe right, like clearly. maybe a, an abuser later on in a relationship. I'm just saying. Possibly, possibly. He, I mean, he definitely got played right by Delilah. That's the whole story. So he was probably going to be a womanizer had he survived. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. definitely not going to be pro woman at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, so nope, she didn't like um, my my answer. Then she was not feeling Samson, and um, and because of the way that he died, you know, after. He told the secret about his hair to his lover, mm-hmm. and then she clipped his hair, and it took away his strength. And he was supposed to keep that secret between him and him and God. So his punishment was that he pushed, you know, down the the uh, pillars and died, got crushed underneath it, you know, or whatever. So apparently, he was not a good choice either. Although in the story of David, like again, I don't know why they were hating on David so much because he ended up being amazing. Like him doing that was so such a big deal. You know, to show people that, like, even though you're small, right? Mm. God says we're big, and like the whole like thought behind the spirit being bigger and on your side. So anyway, it was just weird that they were just really hating on my. It's my crazy. Answers. It's crazy the shaming of of a young woman by an adult. Like that's, you know what I mean? Right. And, then, and then and then not and then supporting the shaming. From the by the kids, <laughs> like right. what what is going on in the church? <laughs> exactly, in your like, Bible classes coming for me. I'm like, why yeah. won't you just leave me alone and let me give an answer and move on to the next kid? Yeah. And um, but anyway, so she still didn't like my answer, and everybody else was giving their answers and you know choosing different disciples and apostles and stuff like that. And then I was like, okay, this last one. Like, I should get brownie points for this. This is a great person. Nobody can deny this. So I chose uh, Joseph, um, who had the coat of many colors, I think it was, something like that. And anyway, and hopefully his name was Joseph. This is so long ago. But anyway, his whole story was that um, he had brothers, and uh, they had (laughs) left, you know, to go be great. And somehow he ends up on this path to go and find them. And uh, on his way to, um, you know, he wants to go with them to do whatever they're doing, but they're jealous of him because he's favored by his dad. And then so they they create this like um, scam to like leave him, I think in the desert somewhere. Anyway, somehow he ends up in the hands of the wrong people. I don't know if they sell him or like just leave him there and they end up like tricking him. And I don't know if they uh, let him fall into a hole, a pit somewhere, but he ends up stranded basically. And he has to like figure it out and he's like left to die. But eventually, even after his brothers treated him so badly, he becomes this amazing, you know, king. And then his brothers like stroll into town one day and they're the ones that are poor and in need. And although he could have totally like sent them away and told them no, because you guys played me back in the day and left me for dead, he forgives them. And instead of, you know, having them beheaded, I mean, he's king now, he uh, forgives them and lets them come and eat. And then, you know, he has them Uh, be treated like royalty and all that so if I'm getting the story correctly I thought that that was you know another great one and I sometimes would get the even as a kid I would get the stories mixed up because you know you watch the bible stories as cartoon characters and so you kind of they start to all look alike I mean they look they all very European when you say that 
Um, so you're not really sure unless you're actually like paying attention. So anyway, <clears throat> I think that was his story. And I thought that that was going to be it. You know, he's courageous. You know, he ends up being a wonderful provider. He's forgiving. You know, he's sensitive. He's still all about family. And that was pretty similar to the experience I was having with my own family at the time. My siblings were horrible to me. But anyway, she still didn't like that answer. And ultimately, I think what she was looking for was, like you said, somebody that was like a leader. I mean, I thought like alpha. leaders in their own rights, but yeah, yeah, some type of alpha or somebody that had a closer relationship with like Jesus when he was living, according to the biblical stories. So I don't know, I guess, you know, they just weren't like loving it. And eventually they just like assigned me someone. <laughs> They, I, it, I, they they did a, a, a arranged, arranged marriage, marriage yeah <laughs> to <laughs> like a, a biblical character someone, exactly and was like this is the person you know most of the people most of the girls in my class chose adam you know what i mean they're like we hmm. want the the beginning you know Wait, the, the popular guy responsible yeah responsible for it all guy and i decided you know i thought he was boring hmm. um so yeah so that's how like it started for me was like actually feeling this pressure that like I needed to look for a man that was going to emulate these characteristics and qualities of these Bible characters. And, uh, and that was going to be how my list gave me, you know, like the perfect mate. And I realized, you know, over time that it became less about Bible characters and virtues. Yes. And, you know, um, at some point I just, again, in that early part of my life, I just realized like, I don't even want to get married. Why am I doing this? You know, like I'm sick leave me alone <laughs> you know like why are we even doing this but i remember it being a conversation you know about you know very, like i said that was so early to yeah, be that's talking wild. That's to crazy. girls about how we needed to like remain virgins and you know wait until uh, marriage to have sex and how we needed to choose partners that were you know uh like i said you know some type of mirror image to these bible characters because god would be pleased with us mm. and yeah, my shit was all messed up. Well, programming <laughs> is best when it started early, right? Like, it's, it's kind of like language. Like, right. if, if I would have learned Mandarin at six, I would have been fluent now. Uh, right. Because, you know, I would, I, I would, I lived at home with my mom since I was 16. So, you know, it would have been solidified. But, you know, it's, it's all about programming at a young age because we're sponges then. But, yeah. um, so after the biblical, you know, uh, mind or, or programming for you, what was right. the new list? Um, and what age and, and at what age? And at what age? These are good questions, by the way. Um, thank you. The next time that I can think, uh, you're welcome. The next time I, that I can think that I was, you know, focusing on that because being a PK, like boys were so off limits, you know what I mean? They, you, we, we couldn't play with them. We were not allowed to have boy friends, you know, like mm. play with boys at all. So I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about boys, but I wanna, I wanna say that the next time that it became like a topic of conversation was probably junior high. Like mm. I can remember like legit in seventh grade, um, recognizing that like there were certain qualities in boys that separated them that made them boys in this category versus boys in that category you know the boys that were kind of like mean to girls and always looking to like poke fun at them or hate them oh no <laughs> yeah, I, would, then, I would make fun of the girls yeah <laughs> oh my gosh um i can't imagine that but i believe you um and then there were the boys that were like 
really sweet and somehow like understood that girls needed certain things that the other boys didn't really understand and they like like attention freely and openly well as an adult now i think it was that they had sisters you know they had girl siblings and I so had a sister too. they were watching and at some point you know either the interactions between the dad and the sister uh, or there was a dad or mom saying be nice to your sister treat your sister yeah. like i mean like a younger sister where like you're protecting her you're responsible to make sure that she doesn't get teased or, or messed around with and um and so there was like this protective nature that they had towards the feminine energy already that allowed them to just you know translate that to the the young girls that they were in classes with so you know like i said they kind of already figured it out a new like you know just instinctually and from whatever they had been been taught it at home to be nice to us to be nice to us to go out of their way for us to make us feel safe so i did start recognizing that like i lean on the side of the boys that are nice and so i would just naturally uh, invite them into circles, conversations, let them play, you know, engage them and intentionally, you know, so that they would know that they were wanted. And I think, you know, um, it didn't even matter if we had anything in common. At that time, it was really just about like, how nice are they and what are they willing to do for us? You know what I mean? And like, that was my list. Can Is he nice? And like, what things can he do for me? Mm -hmm. that make him being nice even more awesome. You know, does he have a bike? Can he give me a ride on his bike? Mm -hmm. I remember the first time a guy let me ride on his handlebars and I felt like such a princess that like this kid gave me his helmet, <laughs> you know, like took it off his head, gave me his helmet, like made sure that I was safe, made sure that I was secure and then pedaled around and, you know, in a big old circle just so that I can enjoy that. I'm sure that you get nothing out of it as the person riding the other person around, like they're in your way, you gotta look around them. But, you know, he prioritized my moment of joy and happiness over him just riding around in the circle. And that became a thing to me of like, okay, I'm gonna focus on the guys that are service oriented, you know? So let's, let's, let's fast forward to young adults where you can, where your coochie is ready to get some play-by-play, -play, what was the list? What was the list then? And was it like, you know, chronological or you know, what you know, one this, two this, three this, four this? You know, what I'm saying? yeah. By that time, like, did you write a list already, out? I did. By that time, I had already written out a list um, because I had already experienced like a woman's empowerment event by that time i had already been exposed to um women relationship authors and coaches and so being a psychology major and like being really interested in relationships i was already looking for how to make sure i have the right guy how to find mr right and that came along with lots of prompts and different material that i was reading and studying that you know encourage you to focus on your list yeah. So it was very much one through 20. Mm. These are the things on the list. And my list didn't really change much from junior high, to be honest with you. Like I've, I mean, been, I've consistently looked for guys that were like super sensitive, super nice, super service oriented. I'm, I'm a Leo. So I'm all about that. Worship the ground I walk on and, uh, and I'll give you some cap. 
<laughs> it's simple. Was it? Was there any like? Was there any phys- No, very simple. Was there any physical traits on that list, or was it all like? Uh, there wasn't like early early adulthood. No, you had wasn't. one through twenty, and there was no physical traits on that. No, list. no. I think at that time, I clearly remember telling myself that like uh, beauty was in the eye of the beholder, and that I could make a guy who at first sight might seem unattractive to me, like without me trying, if I'm just looking at him and I'm like, he's okay. If I'm not like jumping out of my underwear, even though he may not be like jumping out of my underwear attractive to me, I could make him that by teaching him to do those things on my list that suddenly like make my underwear disappear. Where did the the actual acts of service and things that he did for me outside of the bedroom made him look like the sexiest guy on the planet. Where'd this come from? How'd you develop that in, this? That was internal. That was internal. You got it from some somewhere though. Like, how did this develop? How how is it that you, as a young adult, a young woman, is thinking that way when other women your age are probably like, oh, have to have abs, basketball, high basketball player looking height. All this stuff, you know. I didn't have uh, to That's probably the difference. You I didn't did have not what? Have my, I did not have friends. Oh, you didn't have friends your age. Okay, okay, okay. All of my friends were at least 10 years older than me. Okay. And they were mainly people who were my coworkers. So yeah. I worked in early childhood education, preschool. So they were like older women. They were in their 30s and 40s, married with husbands that I didn't find attractive or think like, you know, when I look at them, I'm like, how did you guys hook up? You know, yeah. I, saw, I saw a lot of that, but I also saw the husbands who stood out to me that I paid attention to were the ones who would bring them lunch or mm. send them flowers or do mm. something romantic-like yeah. to keep them, you know, like really- Well, they're in love, show their, show yeah. their love. They're genuinely in love. I was constantly around older women who were already married and their husbands had already surpassed that dad bod and never sort of went back. And (laughs) and so had they, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I just wasn't around a younger population that was so focused on the physicality of someone. Amazing. You know, that wasn't it. I was constantly around parents, people who were new parents. And they Amazing. were not like the most fit people. Yeah, so yeah. that was, those were my influences at that time. It changed later though, ironically, after I had uh, my daughter yeah. and I had been married and I had been, you know, in a committed relationship and I had, you know, tried marriage and all that. Yeah. Being uh, newly divorced, my yeah. list was like wildly different. It probably at that point more so symbolized a very insecure, very um, shallow, like 25 year old. Yeah, what, was the, what were the shallow parts? It was all about money. It was mm. all about looks. It was mm. all about materialism. Like, what can you do for me? And not like, not just the service stuff, because that to me, it didn't equal money. So now the focus was financial. It was like, do you have the things that represent value, you know, financial value? Do you have a house? Do you have a car? Do you have a good job? You know, do you work out and look good? You know, well, do because you have you, money? You have, a, you have another mouth to feed too, right? Are you, are you thinking about that too? Or are you thinking selfishly? 
No, it was selfish. My my ex at that time was paying child support and all that. So I didn't I didn't need for anything for my daughter. It was for me. Like I felt like, okay, I totally wasted my time with this other guy, you know what I mean? And gave him five years of my life. Yeah. Let me get that back. Yeah. And instead of playing the like sweet, innocent housewife, good mom, yeah. good wife position at 20 years old yeah. you know now i was like ready to fuck some shit up you know what yeah. i mean like forget the good girl act how do mm. i get the bad boy who i can have a good time with i'm looking for a lot of stimulation at this point yeah um because i'm feeling under stimulated and so the the over stimulation came from like risk yeah. came from like you know like i said just that bad boy energy it fulfilled something within me at that point in my life and I was much more interested in materialism and like mm -hmm. how things appeared, how they looked on the outside. Even if the guy was shitty, he, you know, wasn't really nice to me or respectful yeah. even and whatever. Like I would still entertain him being a DJ, for example, or being, you know, the, the uh, captain of a, a motorcycle club or, you know, um, being a poet or whatever it was that like put him in the spotlight and made him desirable to others. Now I'm basing, well, I want the guy that everybody wants. Do you think it's healthy for a woman to have like, a bad account like that? Like, do you, Or do you think, well, you know, we do judge you, but uh, for a woman and a woman's perspective, do you think it's healthy to have not, not just different partners for partner's sake, but like for experience or just, you know, um, like like guys do like you know dating different guys to to just you know uh indulge uh, with them experiencing them and then kind of move on because i don't think you took it half of those guys probably 90 percent of those guys seriously right You're, you were you were sowing your wild oats you were having fun and you have fun you know you had your orgasms uh, right. You know what I mean? Right. You got you got to you know rub on some abs, you know. But then you know you grow you eventually grow out of it, just like men do eventually. Hopefully, right. you know right. we, we call that we call it play a play a mode. Um, right. But but being a woman in a man male run society dominated society, do you do you think as a woman that is is healthy or helpful or or destructive? Was that I think a lot? it depends. No, I, that was a great question. I think it depends on the woman, to be honest with you, because a lot of what I experienced was so opposite of what my norm was and what I was used to and familiar with that it pulled me way out of my comfort zone and it was difficult to get myself back from that. I had to fight really hard and be intentional, you know, in terms of like finding my center, grounding myself and like coming back down off of this, you know, crazy high I was on in that space and time in my life um for other women though they grow up in an environment like that you know where they're exposed to a lot of romantic relationships um from an early age whether it be their parents or you know of different adults around them if they're allowed to watch a lot of media that's very adult oriented and has a lot of intimate relationships in it then for them, you know, they're just seeking what they saw. They're just trying to match it and make it make sense. And it's not really their own mind that they're even using. They're just going off of strictly programming. Um, so for them, it may not be the same uh, as it was for me, because a lot of things for me were like shock, you know, factors, you know, wow factors, you know, because I hadn't seen it for somebody who had seen it already, they probably wouldn't have been as impressed, you know, for half the stuff that I was impressed about. 
so they they may have been able to um, navigate that world a lot better than me because of that exposure. And then in terms of their, you know, body count, you know, my body count has like been super low for a long time. Like that's just how it is. I'm just not interested in jumping around on a bunch of people's bodies, but I do recognize that it can be a benefit or hindrance, again, depending on the woman. If she um, is terrible in bed, <laughs> sometimes it's because she doesn't have enough bodies. You know what I mean? Or that the people that she's been with have been boring or that yeah, they weren't honest vocal. with her. Yeah, yeah they, they were both lying and faking it. So, I mean, I as a relationship coach, relationship coach I see that a lot. And I mm -hmm. hear women specifically talk about that and men not so much. They're not the ones that are faking it. And you know what I mean? Are trying to appease women. Like, oh girl, that was so great. If it wasn't like, they may not say anything to you, but they're not gonna fake it. And they're certainly going to seek what they are truly desiring outside of that. If they're not gonna voice it and they're gonna allow you to perform and underperform, you know, oftentimes they'll just seek whatever they're looking for outside of you. So again, it just depends on the woman. If she, in my situation, doesn't have a high body count, but has found compatible partners, it doesn't matter. I could have had three partners in my whole life. If we were compatible and we made that thing shake, listen, how do you, that's all that, you know what I mean? That's all that matters. How do you feel about women lying to their, like, not even boyfriend, like potential boyfriend, like they've dated, they're, you know, they're, they're vibing. She's not going to tell them that she's had 20 or even 10, you know, bodies, you know what I mean? Right. Like she's going to be like, oh, you know, three, five, you know, and right, right. even, even, <laughs> even we might still think that's too high. We might be like, what? Three. But anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> you had one. What? Anyway, right. so. How do you feel about like women doing that? Do you think they should like cut that shit out? Be you know just be honest or keep lying and keep it safe? Because I think they should lie. Because guys, as as we are very flawed, we are very insecure. It would just for our peace of mind, right? Uh, and and you know it's probably it was probably during their twenties. If we're you know you know I'm in my forties, um, let's say I'm dating a girl and she's and I'm insecure, which I'm not. But because uh, I don't give a shit, um, okay. <laughs> I know my dick game. Um, uh, when if she tells me, um, oh, like my body count is 10, 20, I'm like, um, okay, you know what I mean? Like, but I forgot where I was going with this. Um, <laughs> the reason why you think that that woman should lie still is because guys. Oh yes, yes. If I'm insecure and she tells me oh it's three, I'm like cool, like because I'm not thinking about the other goddamn ten right. or twenty. I just have right. three as a competition. Now I'm right. like okay, I have to be better than those three. I have uh, my my dick game has to be so good that she's gonna forget about those three dudes. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna put it on her. I'm gonna do the key sweat. I'm a wine. You know hey, what I'm saying? Hey. And then I'm gonna get in there. You know what I'm saying, and do my thing, and then right. I'll, I'll I'll be have a better peace of mind. If I had to think about 10, 20 porno style yeah. star, you know, numbers, I'm gonna right. be, I'm, I'm gonna be uh, insecure with my dig game. Even if I do have like a nine incher, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like I'm I'm still gonna be like mm, I don't know. I'm putting them damage because it's been you know guys be thinking you know there's so many dicks in there like you're not gonna feel me kind of thing. You right, know what right, I mean? right. So it's like I advise women to lie. It's a it's a it's an innocent lie. It's a it's, what do you call it? Innocent white lie. Uh, just just for our sake, 
because wow. people worry about like, oh, well, if they find out, how are they going to find out? You got, do you still keep in contact with those 10? Probably not. Most of them probably They're gonna like, know. <laughs> most of them are probably like in college or like one night stands. I mean, and, and if you like go to another city, it's even cool that you're like starting over anyway. So mm-hmm. you can, you, you know, I advise to lie. Wow. Blasphemy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I yes, think please. if you're if you're really going to um seek an authentic relationship with someone, lying is not okay. Even yes, if it's yes, if you want authentic, small, yes. Right. Even if it's something small like body count, because to be honest, body count matters to a lot of people. <laughs> body and count body count matters. It matters, yes. And on the um, t-shirt. Exactly. And I think a lot of people would feel crushed knowing that they opened themselves themselves up and allowed themselves to engage in a romantic relationship, fall in love, take someone seriously. Yeah. Who had such a high body count if yeah. their in- intention was to not do that, if they didn't want to be in that situation just to find out yeah. that's usually what happens um later that the, the body count was higher and they'd be like oh why'd you lie to me and oh I, I just didn't want you to you know like no you're taking away someone's choice though if they want to reject you because your body count is 10 or 20 they have a right to do that and you should not want to be with somebody who's gonna feel that way about you you should want to be able to like yeah 25 what yeah. you know and for them to not for them to not flinch like if you can't be your whole full self which is you know you having your truths and being able to speak them without feeling judged or whatever like then are you really able to have a true authentic relationship with this person you know i think it's important to be able to tell them the truth and to still be accepted so what i actually you know um encourage couples to do is to just lay it all on the line tell mm-hmm. say all the things and, and I even get to a point where I tell them to say all the things that they think are the most undesirable about them. I I totally agree with that. But I do also believe, because I've seen it, that uh, it might not be healthy because of the lie. But like yeah. I've seen couples thrive without the other, each other knowing each other's secret. And they, right, you right. know, they got kids, they got a home. I mean, they're doing fine. I mean, they, you know. Maybe down the line when they turn 60 or 70 on their deathbed, you know, due to COVID or something, and then they're like, you know, I have harmony, I have to tell you. Right, right. <laughs> I've murdered 10 children when I was 19 on purpose. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did it on purpose. I'm a serial killer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. She's just like or you're right. like <laughs> frozen. What do we do with that? He's dead already. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've, I've heard yeah, I've heard I mean, it's possible, but yes, if you want an authentic healthy relationship, yes, do not lie. You know, if you if you if you your body count STD murderer jail mm-hmm. time just I mean right. yeah sure later on online I mean you got I think with us as humans like we have to accept our partner for I guess the flaws that we think that are flaws um, right. or society deems flaws and uh, right. I think me as as I got older like I I had uh, all is it called stipulations or like uh, regulations on women or whatever but now I just don't. No, I don't care. Like if she had AIDS or if she lived with her sure. mom or if she, um, 
used to had you know been in prison or something like right, right, as long right. as her as, as long as, as her now right. is somebody i can accept and have fun with and you know do things with and do nasty things with and everything like that then it doesn't right. it, it doesn't matter because <laughs> i'm nasty because uh, she's got to be nasty or she's got to be accepted right, right, right. um but so i, I would i would be more uh accepting i guess yeah right 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 yeah as, as before as a young man i'm like yeah she got aids i don't know fucking with her or whatever right, right, right. now i don't care i don't care yeah. what she has you know as long yeah. as she's fine she's fit and she's funny the three f's Three F's. Yeah, fine, fit, and funny. Hey. You know, I like women who like to laugh. Like, I like to laugh. I like to make them laugh. I like to make Harmony right. laugh. I like to make my mom laugh. Yeah. Making my mom laugh is the best. So it's like, Aww. if she if she can't, you know, she's serious. And, you know, mm-hmm. nowadays you got the, you know, you got the boss bitches and shit. You know what I'm saying? They're not mm-hmm. fun at all. Yeah. Except, except the one I'm talking to right now. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so um I just I don't I just feel like not a lot of guys are like me. So I just say that to be safe. But yes, maybe you know, take take a chance, you know, I guess. I mean, my I hear you because obviously no one likes rejection, right? So like right. The especially if you put so much time it. into each other and then mm-hmm. one thing He's like, nah, I can't, I can't. You got ten? Oh, I can't, right. I can't do it. But we, right. but we've been here, and we did this, and I met your parents. Oh, you met my parents, blah blah blah. All this stuff. You, we, right. we want to name the, our kid the same name, Richard. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's, it's <laughs> really Richie. You know what I'm saying? But just because I told you the truth, I have ten. Like, you're like, nah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, guys will right. do that because we yeah. are so insecure. We could be six foot big whatever right well endowed you know what i'm saying got abs got you know three you know three chests right right you know what i'm saying um and we'll still be out right you know what i mean i mean i i I believe in free will so i in that scenario you know i would i would let that young lady know that that person has free will and that they are not obligated to you you don't own them just because you did all those wonderful things mm. that does not guarantee that this person's going to spend the rest of their life with you or make any type of commitment to you you're both coming together freely no one is being forced and so that free will has to exist throughout the entire experience you know there are certain ramifications once people start getting married and signing legal paperwork and stuff like that but even with that that can be undone you know or that can you know you can yeah. be divorced so the reality <laughs> that was all that, the time. yeah you, the reality is that you can't control how another person is going to react or respond to whatever information you're sharing with them but specifically body count if that's something you guys never discussed before and it came up randomly you've been in this relationship for two years a person's already you know proposed this is your fiance and you Mm. guys happen to be having some conversation over dinner and it comes up because some buff guy is your waiter and oh (laughs) hey jennifer and you knew him and you're like oh i remember remember you mentioning what's his name tag say todd i remember you mentioning you know mentioning todd was on your exes and then now you're, you know, discussing, oh, he wasn't an ex. He was just some guy I knew. Oh, okay, how'd you yeah. know? Like, now that it's going to come up, if the insecurity that exists within that man is that strong, yeah. it would have come out prior to that day. So she would have already known this is an insecure person. However, let's just say somehow he was able to keep it all together, you know, believing that she was a perfect angel 
and that she knew all the wonderful, lovely tricks that she knew in bed because she just watched a video. That's how she found out, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, that she had no actual practice, that you're the first person that she got all nasty with. Like, if you really want to believe all of that, then, then the reality comes hitting you in the face. of like, no, actually, your sweet, innocent Jennifer was with Todd for three years, you know, right. or met him three years ago, and mm-hmm. they have this real, like, you know, crazy porno experience. Yes. Like, if he's willing to walk away from her, because of that i would be her todd by the way did not right (laughs) he did not value her yeah yeah enough to be her future partner you know what i mean right so i'm still okay with the natural consequence of somebody getting in their feelings and be like nah forget you girl and leaving her at dinner and not paying you know okay go todd will come sit down with her you know what i mean like whatever (laughs) let's bring that old thing back yeah. Right. He lost out. And yeah, there's sure, always yeah. a fear of rejection. And it could even happen beyond that. I mean, that's typically what happens with divorce, right? Somebody does something and the other person decides, you know what, I can't do this with you anymore. Yeah. And they re- they reject you. They decide, they make a different choice for their lives. You could have tried hiding all the things that you could from them, but eventually something will come to the surface that challenges how sure. much of a commitment you guys have made to each other. And if that's the one that's going to happen from the beginning, you're actually saving yourself a whole lot of heartbreak. Yeah. It's just amazing to me. Uh, well, I, I think I'm impressed with myself to be like, well, I I am aware I'm not going to be her first. Unless right. I was her first. Unless she was a virgin, obviously. But I know right. I'm not going to be her first. I'm not going to be her first nasty. I'm not going to be her right. first whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we, we just have to understand that we're all men, we're all different. And, you know, the way you want her to give you oral is, is, is different. She has to learn it, you learn a new person. So that's where you got her. You teach her how you right. like to be pleased. And then right. maybe she didn't, you know, you know, eat the groceries with the last one. And maybe you she'll eat the groceries with you. You know what I'm saying? Right, and then, right, right. You know, she, you could develop new uh, experiences with that. So it's it, right. it just, it just I'm, I guess I'm just amazed because like, I'm, I have all these like physical, I guess, you know, traits that are negative towards me, but I'm more tolerant, you know mm. what I mean? Because I'm more secure with my, my PP than, you know, the right. average size dude who will right. probably have no problem, you know, finding somebody or, you know, pretty good on dating sites or pretty good, you know, in, in social uh, circles and stuff where I'm just like, I, I, my, my chances are less, than the average guy you know what I mean and I don't care about her body count because I know about the vagina and I know about life and the experiences and stuff and when I hear dudes say that it's mostly like maybe like late 20s and 30s and stuff like that and then you know I go I've, I've been through I went uh, down the rabbit hole of the you know red pill and MGTOW and stuff like that and a lot of uh, in in the manosphere and a lot of people and a lot of men in the manosphere preach the body count is a bad thing you know what I'm saying oh. and women women who have a high body count aren't don't like they carry that into their relationship you know for some yeah. some reason and that's not true you know and the, you know they're like preaching you know women are a monolith and they 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 all do this and they're all hoes and you know mm-hmm. they're gonna have body counts just pump around dumper and all this stuff and yada 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 and i'm i'm sitting here saying that's not true but i'm also a 40 year old man like right these guys are 40 30 talking to 20 yeah possibly high school kids who probably don't either never had talked to a girl 
or or been burned by one and is in a red pill rage you know what i mean right right so it's uh i don't know i kind of want to like combat that as a like a like a medium you know what i'm saying because women aren't a monolith body count doesn't really matter i mean it doesn't matter you know what i'm saying right. porn, porn stars are getting married having babies explain that to me explain that guy why is right. he so why is he into, uh so secure with his sexuality and his masculinity and you're not like why does it matter right. to you how many bodies and then like you, you don't even have to know you know what's funny i asked <laughs> the one time i asked right and inside i i was like i don't want to ask but i'm curious so i mm-hmm. asked her um did she have sex with some guy because okay i was dating backstory i was dating this girl she was in the military she had to leave for to do whatever real quick i, I, don't, I forgot mm-hmm. what it, like an rdo or T, TO or whatever the crap yeah 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 she had to go somewhere but she'd be back but so but we obviously we stopped dating and then she said she she met somebody at her base i was like okay whatever uh acting like i didn't care but i cared and then um of course yeah and then i asked about the penis i asked her about was, was he bigger was he, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah and she tells me whatever he was thicker i was like oh, okay okay you know i didn't really want to know right right <laughs> but but i was so angry inside and i was like you know being very uh i don't know if it's the words are stupid but stern i was being stern you know um like a robot, you know, was the penis like, oh, really? Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like trying to like, not yeah, to show yeah, emotion, yeah. Trying, right. to be a, trying to be a man. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it broke my heart, but like, I didn't, I didn't have to know that. You know right. what I mean? It was, and then I was like, it was, then the, you know, the main question is, was he better than me? Right. And she said, well, he does things that you don't, and he does, and you, you do things that he doesn't. And I was like, okay. Like she, had, that was a good, that's a good answer. Good answer. That's a good answer. She could, she, but she could have been lying. But right. you know, what I'm saying she, you know, and this is us being in our 20s, so I gave her kudos for that. Right. But you know, as I look back on that, I'm like so, so young, so dumb. It's like <laughs> she's a very, you know, beautiful woman. Of course, somebody's gonna pop at her, and she's gonna feel lonely. We're not together. Right. I, I don't know. How, I forgot how long she was there. Like she's gonna go pop because I definitely pop. I popped a few. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not, it's, you know, James Brown says it's a man's world, but you know, it's also, you know, a woman is going to live in it as well. And she's going to do her thing. Right. And um, back then I couldn't understand that, but now I do. And I I just want to, you know, say that body count doesn't matter. Like her coochie's not going to be a whole, a manhole, you know, know, the size of, you know what I mean? It retracts, it's going to be fine, you know, um, it's just uh, it's so funny. It's it's just funny to me. But I, I just mean, I've, to, definitely, I've huh? definitely heard um, guys bring it up. You know, I've heard women bring it up when I work with individuals who are looking for love and yeah. they are putting together their list. You know, kind of how we talk. <laughs> like now, I help people do that. Um, but you you help I, people make a list. Yeah, I just don't batter them over the head when they, you know, put stuff on it. Like, oh, okay, so you make you have them have a list, and then you go over the list and see if it's ridiculous or not. Okay, correct, correct. How realistic is it? Yes, yes. Okay, that's so Um, cool. Yeah. So, so in doing so, I mean, I've definitely heard 
guys say, oh yeah, she cannot have a high body count. And I've heard women say, oh yeah, he can't have a high body count. And oh, I, wow. I didn't know them that. to describe what does that mean to them? Yes. And it, and what is the reason why that exists? And what does, how is that showing up for them? Is that showing up as an insecurity? Is that showing up as a health concern? Like, mm. what is it showing up as really? Because yeah. if it's a health concern, you, you should be getting tested anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Have a new partner. Right. Right. You so know, that, so like so that, that shouldn't that matter. Take care of that. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. Um, the other thing that I've heard people say is when they're from, when you're from a small town, obviously there's more, it's more likely that you've been with somebody the person knows. Yeah. And so that's more of a, that can still be kind of insecurity, but there's some truth to that. Like yeah. I actually have a personal rule that I won't date somebody who is in a specific circle. Like I'm going to find somebody, and I even tell this to my clients, especially the ones who are having a hard time finding uh, new relationships, new love is to leave your core circle, the friends you have in the area that you have them in, the places where you guys hang out and go all the time, go way outside of that. So for example, one of my clients in um, Sacramento, I told him, you know, go to another neighboring town, you know, something that's like an hour away. So there's enough distance where you can still go see each other, um, but that you feel like you have completely left this sphere mm. of people and energy that's created around you so that you're not dating the same people your homie dated a year ago and yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. else dated a year before that you know like that's that does have its level of discomfort and awkwardness and I've i personally there, yeah. do not date anyone that has dated other people in my circle i just don't so i always say if you're in sacramento date people from the bay area <laughs> if you're from the yeah. bay area Day people from Modesto or you Stockton. know Stockton, yeah, <laughs> like just go ahead and move it around because yeah. it will also save you the drama of running into people's exes, exes, ex, and that's so annoying to me. Even if so annoying, I'm in an environment where none of my core friends have dated the same person. If I start dating someone and now we're a part of a particular social group, and now that person's ex is in that social group whether they work somewhere or they're part of a particular, you know, social environment where now we have to see them in order for us to go into specific places where the comedy club or to a restaurant or to a poultry event, like whatever. If I'm now going to have to see your ex or interact with that person in any way, it's mad uncomfortable. It is. Yeah, it is. So, you know, that's why I, I say like moving around and, you know, making it, very difficult for you to be able to you know meet someone who everybody that you know knows or even if that person does have a high body count and they were pretty crazy back in the day like they might be a totally calm person now but you dating them 10 years you know from that time you know now 10 years in the future 10 years ago if they slept with everybody you know in the neighborhood you know what I mean? Like it does affect you psychologically. So I always tap into what is your concern about the body count? Is it realistic? And then I always talk about the benefits. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, uh, to kind of switch it, like the best, the best relationships I hear, uh, probably because of my stature is when women say, I'm, my husband or my boyfriend is somebody I would never have thought I would have gotten with mm -hmm. because they have the list and everything, all the physical traits on the list resemble res, uh, a Morris Chestnut or a Dwayne, mm -hmm. uh, The Rock. Uh, it's never a Kevin Hart or a Lil Rel. 
or right. a, or a lead bishop. It's always, you know, somebody huge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And th- th- like this particular one I'm thinking about now is like this. It's a couple who's on YouTube and TikTok, and they're married. And she's openly said that, and you know, she would never have thought she would be with a person like this because he's short, he has no muscles, he, mm-hmm. you know, he has a dad by without being a dad. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But but he makes her laugh. They have fun together. Right. Um, and then like on the videos, I read the comments, and so I'm gonna say so many, but one maybe two or three women will say the same thing. You know, they're like, yeah, I never thought i'd be with my husband but he's just so fun he's so funny he he loves me um blah 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 but he's physically not my my uh my type right. and i'm wondering how do we not this in the agenda or anything but how do we get other women there because those women used to be that woman who was you know the the you know who was like you know he's got to be chris helmsworth or you know mm-hmm. so that's a white boy or you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know what I mean? Or again, like Morris Chestnut or, you know, Tay Diggs or, or Tyrese right. or something, you know what I'm saying? And, right, right. And like, how do we get women, more, I guess, more open? You know what I'm saying? Because I did, because I, I went into a, ra- a rabbit hole of like, uh, I've been kind of dis- disenfranchised lately to where like, oh, I'm not going to date anymore because women want this, this, whatever. And I'm, right. down, and I'm down here. And mm-hmm. um, but I looked at the stats and only forty nine percent want, you know, the tall guy. You know, what I'm saying that's right. literally half of the female population of the state. So I'll, you know, so I shouldn't be thinking this way. You know, right. what I'm saying. Um, and then you know my track record, <laughs> I did pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> but um, now now that I've slowed down or whatever, like. Uh, I just lost the will to even right. try dating, you know what I'm saying? And um, but yeah, how do we, how will we get women open? I mean, is that is that a thing a life coach can do, or is that a thing like a man can do? Because if you if you hear the stories, it's always they got them there, like they hit, they spent time with them mm-hmm. in some different non-romantic way, like mm-hmm. this particular uh, um couple they did a music video together you know they did creative stuff and he liked her and and she wasn't so sure you know what i mean and you know but there's always the, the fact is there's always a thing especially with younger women of fomo you know fear of missing out and you know why would they fuck with me if they could you know could fuck with someone yeah. else who's like got money wears yeezys every day new yeezys every day you know drives a tesla and is six feet one you know what i'm saying yeah. and i live in los angeles so you know that's <laughs> that's e- almost everywhere <laughs> yeah. so, like um i don't know i don't know if, i don't know if there's a way to do it except for just spending time like if i'm on a movie set and i'm working on a as a grip and then somebody a female is a grip we have to talk every day maybe i win her over that way you know what i mean or if i'm at work with somebody at work who has the, the that 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 uh what kind of that list that physical trait list and then I see her every day because we, you know, we're eight hours a day every day together. I win her over with my personality and my my just natural being. And then she might romantically see me, let me see me romantically later on. But it's right. like, it's like you have to take work, you know, put in work. How do we get women to like, just be, just be like it, just be open from the get, you know what I'm saying? Or is that possible? Yeah. Do you have to win her over? Because most of the women 
I'll say maybe 40% of the women I dated, I had to win them over because we were in college and I had time and, you know, maybe we had a class together, you know, and they like the way I dress and then, you know, we're talking, I'm making a laugh, blah, blah, blah. Like I work, I'm working it naturally, not even like intentionally. Like I'm just being myself, you know what I'm saying? Right. So what if I'm on a date, you know, or a dating app or a blind date, you know what I'm saying? Like already off the rip she's going to see me walking in or whatever <laughs> or i gotta get up and you know hug her and she give me like right, me, right. Like a five foot five <laughs> right you know what i mean i'm five foot seven you know what i'm saying right like, right you know because i don't care oh i don't want to get with a short guy because i want to wear heels girl where are your heels right you make me look good i look like yeah. cat williams you know right, what I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm secure with my height do i wish i was this height no nobody wishes to be kevin hart kevin right. hart don't want to be kevin hart kevin right. hart want to be dwayne johnson yeah. <laughs> in height we all want to be jason momoa mm-hmm. right? we not want to look like jason momoa but no we stuck in this body so we got right. what we got you know what i'm saying yeah i know that was long i'm sorry no that's great I mean, <laughs> that's a good I- rant I'm I'm able to keep up, so we're good. Um, you know, I think to answer the first part of your question about how, you know, is there a way to get women there? Can we get them there? Should we be getting them there to a place where they're more open? I think in society, there are so many standards and things that women are utilizing as a guide or some type of, yeah, you know, that's it. Um, uh, you know, information to dictate to them what they should be looking for. And that's where it starts, unfortunately, you know. We are exposed to the ideologies that exist in the world about how we should be choosing men. And we're constantly force-fed advertisements and stuff like that with the tall guy with the muscles. You know what I mean? So I think a part of it is that society- Movies too. Movies too. Yeah, I don't think that society is ready to fully step away from its toxic, you know, ideology about beauty and sexiness and stuff like that. I mean, I've seen so many campaigns in the last five years that are trying to get into this space of like not body shaming and everybody's beautiful and sexy in their own way. And there's someone for everyone, blase, blase. But the majority, you know, commercial wise, the majority is still tall guy with muscles. Um, So with that being said, I actually don't think that it's that bad that, that there are a group of women who see life that way because they will have an opportunity to outgrow that, you know, in their own mm-hmm. maturity and whatever happens in their life. But I also think that it, it sort of positions men to then look outside the box too. You want mm-hmm. a woman who's open-minded. You want a woman who will naturally accept you at your height and stature and with whatever package you come with and you don't want to have to win them over. You know what <laughs> hey, I mean? That should not be, you know, like a part of what you just expect to happen. Like if if the winning over happens naturally, like you said, yes. you're just yeah. being yourself and they happen to love that, great. But there is always going to be a level of competitiveness. There's always going to be a level of work that goes into, you know, capturing someone's attention and getting close to them and being that person. And I've had two experiences like the ones that you mentioned. I worked on a project with someone. He was definitely not my type. And, mm-hmm. you know, within a couple of months, I started seeing him in a romantic capacity. Why? Same thing with the guy that I worked with. For the stay same stay there. For oh, the okay. Okay. Said, his personality. <laughs> yes, yes. Being around him all the time, yeah. you know, seeing the little quirks. And then also they were um giving me romantic signs so it wasn't just like 
we're just hanging out and then we bumped into each other and kissed. You know yeah. what I mean? There's not like that. It's like real, all right, we're working on something together with the guy that I was working on a project with. Um, this was back, oh, this is so funny. This was back during Occupy Sacramento. You remember that? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like a part of this Occupy Sacramento thing. And so we were meeting every day, you know what I mean? For hours, sitting on the Capitol and doing all these crazy things, going to all these businesses and stuff. So anyway, as a part of that campaign, you know, I, I'm around this person. We're constantly talking about, you know, the environment and policies and, you know, trying to make Sacramento better and just all these different things. And so you're seeing what people are passionate about. And to me, woman A, that's something that's attractive to me. So your looks alone are not just the only thing that can be attractive. There are levels of attraction. And in terms of like non-physical, that's one of them. So I think a lot of times what happens is that the other characteristics or traits that can be attractive outside of looks, they start to add up in that category, you know? Yeah. So the, the side of looks and muscles and all that stuff, that's its own category. But there are other ways for a woman to be attracted to you. And so even if there aren't any check boxes in the looks category, you can still quote unquote win her over by, you know, at getting adding points in another section. So anyway, he was just really passionate um, about the work that we were doing. And um, and then I remember we like ended up, you know, learning about another um, project that was happening to get rid of plastic bags. And that just became like this whole thing where we were like in front of grocery stores, we're talking to people and we just naturally were like, oh yeah, the, this next project, the, the grocery bag one. Oh yeah, we're definitely doing that together. Like it just was like, we preferred each other at that point. We had tons of people around us but based off of our connection and conversations that we were having, finding out that we had certain things in common, you know, there was just this organic increased, you know, time together and interest in one another. We were both single, sort of open books, and that was helpful, but I was also not looking for a partner. He was not looking for a partner. So in terms of where your mind is at, if you're just an open person, period, it will allow for you to have experiences like that as opposed to someone who is like, I'm looking for a husband. Well, now because of your hyper-focus, you're gonna be going off of that list. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like going into the, into the grocery store, knowing already what you're gonna make for dinner. You're looking for the spaghetti sauce, the noodles, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? The tomatoes, like you, you have a specific idea in mind, but if you go into the grocery store, like, yeah, let me just see what stands out to me. Let me yeah. just see, you know what I mean? Based on whatever it might be, great advertising, samples, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever happens that day that affects your decision, it's happening organically. And so now you're going to investigate that. And in that investigating, you may find that, wow, you know, I had this little sample of this enchilada thing. And now I have a little list that tells me what things are on that to make enchiladas. Maybe enchiladas is not even on my radar, but now that I've had a taste and I like it, let me look further into this. What was in here that I like so much because it's even surprising to me, especially because this is not typically what I would be choosing for dinner. You know, that's kind of how it was with him was like, I would have never, you know, openly or directly addressed this guy or tried to date him or anything. Um, so timing, you know, and like I said, just the organic nature of everything was great. Then to the guy that I worked with, he was just always there. He was always there and he always stared at me and he was so quiet and we never spoke. He was like so shy. It was awkward. 
And I just kind of ignored him at first. And then um, I'll never forget, we had the stupid Secret Santa thing. Oh my God. He would have said that it saved his life and it was amazing because it's how we ended up like actually getting together uh, because it opened the door for that communication. But I just thought it was the most horrible and stupid thing ever. I'm like, Secret Santa, you guys, really? This is corporate America. Do we have to do this? You know what I mean? Yes, yes, Um, you do. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) They're like, that's what you're signing up for. We're going to do all the holidays. So anyway, um, he rigged the Secret Santa game so that he could get me. (laughs) And that was I like it, I like it. That was charming. I don't know why that was a thing for me. I was just like... I was like really, you know, somehow impressed by that he took that little bit of effort. I mean, that's not even anything big, obviously. It's not like yeah. he robbed the bank for me, but it was enough for me to be like, wow, okay. He really wanted to be the person to give me a gift. And then the gift that he gave me was totally unrelated to Christmas whatsoever. It was based off of something that I actually needed. Mm. <laughs> Because he had been like paying attention and yeah, listening. Yeah, I was gonna say that. You know yeah. what I mean? So then yeah. it was like, well, how did he know that I needed this? He must have overheard a conversation, meaning that he was actually eavesdropping, which is awkward as heck. Oh, that's that, that is kind of creepy. Yeah, it is rude to do that, but it benefited him in that in that moment for him to know that I needed that, and it was so cute, you know, because I needed and I needed new window uh, wipers. <laughs> So I get this gift of these brand new window wipers with this little note that says that that he'll put them on for me. So like after work, he walked me out to my car, yeah, <laughs> put on the freaking window wipers, you know, the correct way and everything. And uh, and then we struck up a conversation, you know, standing in front of my car, this like shy guy that usually just awkwardly stares at me and that everybody's like, oh my God, I think Dennis likes you. But I just would ignore him because he was like overly awkward and shy. But now, you know, we're standing there. Okay, uh, you know, thank you, Dennis. Yeah. So how long uh, do these these uh, relationships last? Um, I dated Dennis for three years. And with the guy from Occupy Sacramento was a year because then he ended up going to um, Yuba City for another thing. And Mm -hmm. that made the too much distance between us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so, so, you know, I guess guys just shoot your shot. You know, you never know. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. But if you, if you like shoot your shot at a woman who looks like the Kardashians or something, you, you probably are off the rip already know she don't want you. Like, go for girls, like, who are in your circle or something, in your wheelhouse or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would say that. As a relationship coach, I always tell people, go for the person you don't think would go for you. Really? Like, so if I'm a Comic-Con dude... Person, you should go for it because there's way too many situations where that person is actually like over the average type of guy that people think that they're into or the type of girl that somebody thinks a guy is into. Maybe he's had enough of that and he's actually looking for somebody more wholesome or something outside of what his norm is or she's looking for somebody that, you know, has a different approach. Like now here comes you 
But if, if okay. you're confident, you should be able to shoot your shot at whoever you truly want to invest your time and energy in. But if you're like a nerdy, nerdy good, let's say that you're like your boy Dennis, right? If, Den- yeah. if Dennis sees a a chick like uh like you know like a uh, like a Kim Kardashian, sure, like kind of girl, she got a Birkin on, she's wearing Gucci, she got Balenciaga shoes on. Dennis is like grandpa cardigan glasses you know so right. i mean he's he's still he's kept he's kept right, right. he's clean he washes his butt washes armpits you know what i'm saying right, he uses right. different towels for his face and his butthole you know what he's saying he's clean <laughs> you know what i'm saying man. it's just he, he he wears he wears chinos you know what i mean, right, I mean right. he has oh, loafers on chino. so you're so you're <laughs> telling him to still talk to Birkenback. yes Abs a freaking wow, okay. For to to learn how to be uh <laughs> to learn how to, to be rejected. <laughs> no, because like I said, you think Birkin bag is gonna be like, wow, I like his cardigan grandpa's uh grandpa cardigan. Like, let me give yeah, this a try. You might actually say, like, oh, that's really cute. Okay, you might that's want on a role play, you know. That's fair. You know, Dennis ain't got Birkin bag money though. Dennis ain't gonna, Dennis ain't gonna buy her another Birkin bag. I mean, that's I the mean, only Birkin bag she, she gonna get. She may not have it, you know, at the time that she needs him. But if she's an asset, right, then she's gonna put him on. Maybe he don't want to be put on. He just wants to go to Comic Con. Maybe, but if they enjoy Comic Con together and she has her own money, you know, she don't need his money. Maybe she just wants a genuine guy to go to Comic Con with. Because what do you get somebody that has everything? This D. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like there she ain't got no the D. Other ways to win over a woman. She got everything but the D. You know, sometimes yeah. I mean I've seen those couples. You know, I've seen those. I've seen them too. Yeah, I've been the most yeah. unlikely couples, and you see them, and you're like, yeah. who, who is this guy? Where did he come from? How did he get hurt? Or vice versa? It's usually because we are putting on that person. We're projecting from what society teaches us that this person, just because they have the Birkin bag and all that, so that they must be shallow. They must be looking yeah. for, you know, we're, we're brainwashed ourselves. So we're not even seeing them as complete and total, you know, human beings who have minds of their own, who can make a decision about who they want to be with and how they want to, you know, be in a relationship. Case in point, one example, one of my guys just recently um, shared with me uh, the type of relationship he's in right now. He was like, man, I just met LaFonda. He's this white guy. He's like, man, I just met LaFonda. And for people who don't know who LaFonda is, it's from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh, no. So, oh, so LaFonda <laughs> is the chocolate chick, you know? Like same size, uh, too? Like, or, or? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, okay. Keep color, going. Keep going. Yeah. I'll keep going. And, um, and I'm like, really? Wow. wow that's, I love it. That's really great, Mitch. I'm so yeah. excited for you. <laughs> 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 so polar opposite and i'm like you know tell me more about yeah that. tell me so, more so yeah yeah he's like living it up he's loving he's in he Florida it, huh? with lafonda and That's they're amazing. having a that great so time hilarious and i and he said to me initially i never thought you know mm-hmm. that you know i ever get with the chocolate those woman. are the best those are the best thing mm-hmm. and they were both at burning man and he was like what is this wow. chocolate amazonian woman doing at burning man this is so incredible 
I gotta go talk to her. That's and hilarious. After talking to her, they were totally into some of the same things music-wise. You know, they had a great night together, exchanged phone numbers, and you know, she told him if he came back to Florida, he, she'd love to, you know, grab drinks or something. So he took like, you know, three or four days before he was like, forget it, I'm going back to Florida. Got an Airbnb, you know, hit her up and said, you know, I'd like to take you to dinner. What do you want? Where do you want to go? She picked a place. You know, he showed up there, you know, the whole nerdy, you know, vibe, flowers, chocolate. Is he a skinny dude? He's a skinny dude. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. And um, and he said that they, they had a great time. They didn't want to separate from each other. They ended up not going to sleep at all. They stayed up all night, you know, out on the town, came, you know, it was like eight o'clock in the morning the next day. And then they decided to just keep going. They had breakfast. You know, they hadn't had any sleep and they just really enjoyed each other, didn't want to leave, but he had to take his flight back, you know, so, you know, they had to part ways, you know, so he was like going off of absolutely no sleep, two days being with this woman, but it was like on this high of his life. And when he got back, it all came crashing down because he was like, this is not going to work. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, does she really want to be with me? I don't know. You know, like she's probably just playing with me or whatever. Like all of his insecurities came rushing in. Yeah. And uh, and so he was like, let me just see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm either going to hit her up and she's going to dub me. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be that. I was just some fun, you know, white boy for her yeah, to play around expand, with and yeah. you know, spend money and stuff. Or, you know, maybe she'll answer the phone. And uh, so anyway, so he hit her up. She answered the phone and said that she had a great time, too, and that she was going to be in New York. And so, you know, could they do it again? Rendezvous again. So they did. And they had a great time in New York. You know, he's able to show her around show her a good time. Of course, all of his friends, everybody's like jaw dropping. Like, how did you get this, you know, model chick, you know, to, <laughs> to come, with, you know, meet you in New York? Does she want to play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> right, exactly. She, does she want to be the the the, gate, the gatekeeper? <laughs> the gatekeeper, right? And um, and so anyway, you know, after just those two times of them like hanging out for two days each, you know, they decided they wanted to make it a regular thing, where he comes out to Florida one weekend and then she comes to New York the next, you know. So he went back to Florida. And they decided to make it official, you know, just after that short period of time, time together, they decided to make it official to start dating officially, like being in a, in a committed uh, investigative relationship. So I always tell people when you get together that quickly, you still don't know anything about the person. So you're investigating them. Um, But anyway, so now they've been investigating each other since (laughs) since July, I want to say. And it's still going great, you know, and he just, like I said, just recently told me, like, I'm, you know, I'm still hanging out with the Fonda. We're still doing the weekends, you know, I think there was maybe one weekend where she had a work thing and she uh, couldn't make it. So he surprised her and went back out there a second weekend in a row. And she was just like, you know, all over him for that. Like, you know, he didn't have to do that. Obviously very sweet, very nerdy, of course. But, um, <laughs> you know, so for, so for them, it's working out. I am still concerned, you know, cause there were a few red flags that I kind of felt like, eh, you know, you guys are having fun still. It is genuinely fun. And I think that's great, but he wants marriage kids and the whole nine. Whereas I think he is an experience for her, you know, yeah. and she's willing to go the full throttle with it, but it's still an experience. I don't know that based off of her Instagram and all of her chocolate friends and family members, <laughs> you know, that, uh, that she's looking at, you know, marriage and kids with this person. Like, you know, I don't see any, any inkling of what world he's from or the world that they're sharing together. 
you know, it hasn't gotten to that point, even though they're technically dating and they have been for a couple of months, they don't post each other on social media. Oh, it was her wow. choice to not, yeah. which was the red flag that I'm talking about. I was just kind of like, eh, I mean, that's sure, pretty, some yeah, that's people are like, let me wait, you know, uh, whatever amount of time before, because just in case, but I, I'm not really digging that. If we're spending this much time, money, energy with each other, we're intimate now, we're in a full-fledged relationship and you're telling me you want to wait you know, for like six months to a year before you post me. Uh, or she gave a timeline. She gave like a <laughs> yeah. She gave six a months timeline. to a year. <laughs> she gave like, a timeline. Yeah, she gave the whole. Like, I will say this thing. though. I will say. I will say this though. Like, I've been in a situation where I've dated somebody who didn't want kids, and then during the dating, decided that she wanted to have kids. You know what I mean? Right. Like we can both on both sides, we can change each other's minds because you're like, wow, like this guy is so cool, this girl's so cool. Like I never thought I would be with this person and right. or even think this way because they're making me think in a different way. Like I really think we could have a established relationship and and go further. You know what I mean? So right, who right. you know who knows? She's saying that now because this is brand new. She probably never dated a skinny white boy or whatever. Right. But when right. she gets familiar, you know, uh not only familiar, but you know, uh, I guess comfortable. I'm pretty sure either either two things like she just either she has to stop or she's gonna uh, be all in. You know what I mean? Right. And, and posting all crazy. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't. That is a red flag. Uh, but I would I would I would still like give it some time. Give her some time too, because you know it's different. It's different for her. Right. She's used to right. black. You know this and. You know, black people, black people, black, black people, and now you know you're putting, you're stepping into each other's worlds with totally polar opposites, right? You know what I mean, so you gotta like kind of like refragment your brain. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of the stuff that she posts is very um, political, you know, in nature. And you know, he's asked me a couple times about. Uh, some things that he he didn't really know about. You know, he doesn't stay on top of the latest story of the most recent melanated person shot and killed by the police. You know, yeah, what I mean? he should he should be talking to her about that so they can have you know have a you know that that conversation with each other and if she, hopefully she's educated and she could school him instead of she shouldn't be he shouldn't be asking you that. Well, no, it wasn't so much of him asking me; it was about him telling me. Oh, he's just telling you. Okay, okay, okay a conversation about something that she posted yeah. <clears throat> and he was unaware of the story right. you know of this particular person and it was main main news i mean it was it was a huge story so the fact that he didn't know about it um bothered her you know and she oh. let him know that you yeah. know and he wasn't sure how to respond to that because well, it's not his, his world in his world exactly that's not a familiar thing um and so anyway, so now he has taken this approach of like, well, in order to continue to appease her, I now have to become, you know, an activist. I got to uh, stay on my I got to know these things in order to make my girl feel comfortable and to feel like I am attempting at, you know, understanding her from a cultural perspective as much as I can yeah. and being woke, you know, the whole idea of woke, like he didn't even know what that was. <laughs> Yeah, the poor deer. So well, you know, yeah. culturally, there's going to be some room for for growth. And like you said, yes. if she's willing, however, she has already said to him in a text message, like, "It's not my job to teach you black history." 
Mm. Which is true, you know, to a certain extent, it's true. You don't want to get in a relationship with someone and feel like you're now, you know, their, their history teacher. Uh, however, when you choose to uh, engage in a relationship with somebody who does not come from a similar cultural background or experience yes. as you, which doesn't necessarily have anything to do with skin color, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I've met plenty of melanated people who come from a very different world, you yeah. know, than the one that I was raised in. So it can happen in, in uh, relationships with uh, people who are from, you know, similar um, or who have similar skin tones, but that has nothing to do with it. But in this situation, you know, I did share with him that, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a level of awareness that you both have to have. Like, she's going to have to also be patient with you yes, and understand that that's not, you know, a part of your world. And so it's new and that you're choosing, you know, because of your care and love for her, because they're already in the love stage, yeah. you know, um, that you're willing to open your mind and expand your horizon in that way. But she um, you know, is going to need to be patient with you, you mm -hmm. know, because otherwise, if it's forced, it can come off disingenuine. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll just look crazy wearing Black Lives Matter, you know, <laughs> hats and with black fist you know what I mean? with his fist up. Yeah. And then he'll like to to other people, he will clearly look like he's faking it. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I date non-black people, I love being the black spokesperson because I think I'm well educated enough to play that role. Mm -hmm. I just, I just hate when the other black men don't do that. Like, you know, break it down to where, you know, why we say the N word, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, past pain there, you know, uh, mm -hmm. break, break it down to her about our hair and our, you know, the way, you know, our traditions and stuff like that. Like, right. you know, and how we're all not a monolith and, you know, there's black Republicans and, you know, black people anti-vaxxers like we're I, I just i like playing that role because i this i'm opening up a, another person's mind about how we're not all the stereotypes. i break the stereotypes right easy you know what i mean and then right. like educating at the same time right and, and but so i enjoy that role you know so and i think you know when when you do date somebody of a different culture you should you should have some kind of pride i mean i'm proud to be you know, of mixed heritage, but I, I am aware of both sides, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I school, school them as much, I, as much as I know to them and I want to know about them. You know, if I date a white girl, I hate when I date somebody Caucasian and they don't know their background, like, Oh, I'm white. Oh, you're, you're just white. Like, no, you're not like you're, you know, you're Scandinavian, you're Greek, you're, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what, what are you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like women who just say I'm white, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I, you know, I'm here to learn, you know, right. it'd be cool to learn from the person who you're getting ahead from. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's your prerogative. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you are open and willing to do that benefits the person who's dating you because then they're going to get that voluntary, you know, um, time with you where you're willing to share and educate them and you actually enjoy it. So it can be something special yeah. for you in your relationship and they're definitely going to benefit from it even if you know you guys don't work out and they move on now they mm. have this you know free education uh, that hopefully <laughs> you know that they will um utilize to their benefit you know when they are dealing with you know brothers you know mm. what i mean that they can <laughs> they can now have some type of frame of reference not that everybody is going to be you because obviously right. everybody's different but still you know, some frame of reference in terms of culture and traditions and things like that, that might just be obvious, you know, mm -hmm. to us, but to someone else, 
maybe not so much, you know? And um, personal question for you, have you ever dated a Mandarin woman? A Mandarin woman? Yeah. No, I haven't. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that uh, ironic? Is that, is that ironic uh, or not? Tell me more. I just have it. I just, uh, I mean, I've dated <laughs> Filipino. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, actually, I think I've only dated Filipino. On the Asian, on the oh. Asian uh, descent, like it's only been Filipino. Wow. Not on, not by design. I I don't care. You know, I'm an equal opportunist. But um, okay. it's just I just haven't. It just it never came down to. It. And then um, the Filipinos I've dated, are, you know, not aggressive. But once you get in there, they're they become aggressive. So they you know they mm-hmm. they'll pursue pursue you. Um, mm-hmm. But it's mostly been black and Latina. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And you've never found yourself leaning in that direction or like seeking it out or being interested or intrigued to the the point where your focus becomes that, where you're, you know, making a connection with a Mandarin woman? No, because I just, whatever's fine, uh, you know, fine, fit and funny, you know, I'm, I'm I'm attracted to, it doesn't matter. I'm not attracted to a specific dem- demographic, you know what I mean? Right. Cultural demographic. I just like whoever is fine, fit, and funny. You know? Um, I mean, it'd be cool. I'm, my, right, I'm, sure, right. I'm sure my mom would be happy if I found, Absolutely. you know, she's. I think she's vocalized that a few times. But it's not me. I mean, I don't... Uh, I, I will say this, though. They're more predominantly shy, right? Mm. So I'm probably... I, I don't know. It, it's hard to... It's hard to... Uh, I don't say navigate or observe if they are interested or not. You know what I mean? Because there's some, there's a lot of women at work who are Asian. I don't know if they like me or not. They're nice, but I don't know if they're, I don't know if they like me or don't like me or won't pursue me because we work in the same area. You know what I mean? Right, right, a lot right. of women don't want to do that either. But you know, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't want to take it to that next level and waste my time if they're not interested you know what I'm saying right. and they're not going to tell you because they're always shy Chinese girls a- Asian women are mostly predominantly shy except for Filipinos Filipinos for some reason most of them don't give a shit if they like you they'll, they'll find some way to let you know mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and if the and then Asian women young women whatever they just they're just too shy it's kind of annoying. I mean, they do marry and have children, though, so something's going on. Something's happening. Yeah, because the guy is making the first move. Mm. You know, the guy's taking on the masculine, blah, 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 blah. But for me, it's like, I don't... I mean, the ones I'm around, I see them... I, I don't want to make many moves because we're in a workplace. Right, right. Um, I guess outside of the workplace, I, I guess, I don't know. It's hard because to me, Asian women either want white dudes or their own race. And I don't have the time. I wish everybody was like Sims and had like a bubble and said, oh, I'm an equal opportunist. I'm an equal opportunist. Like I have to guess. I don't want to guess. You know what I mean? Like, so, and I know, I know women hate it, but I wish they would make the first move, at least make some kind of inkling. Like Uh all I need is like a sign and then I'll, I'll take it from there. Like if you can give me like a sign, I'll, you know, I'll I'll run with the ball. You know what I mean? But they don't do that. They can't, they're too shy to do that. You know what I mean? They think like if I if they if I they think if they look at you and turn away that means they you should know that they like you like no bitch I don't know 
that means to me that I'm hideous and you're oh, like, no. this nigga's hideous and turn around. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll do stupid shit. Like women, women do like do dumb shit like that. Like how come I, I'm at a bookstore and this guy's standing right here and I, I took this book like this. How come he doesn't know I like him? Right. What? I don't, what? <laughs> you just took a magazine. I don't know. I don't Oh my goodness! There'll be like little signs like that don't, that don't mean anything, but uh, to, except to them. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying I mean, like nobody's gonna read that. <laughs> Excuse me. To me, as a life coach, mm-hmm. break it down. Who specializes in yes. relationships? Yes. Uh, there are we call them subtle hints. Yes. Subtle hints, you know. But you sound so impatient. <laughs> what? I do? Oh. I don't want oh, you to no. miss It's okay for people to give you subtle hints. Sometimes that is truly like the art of um, engagement. You know what I mean? Is to be able to, like, I'll give, I'll give you an example of the last subtle hint that a guy gave to me, right? Okay, okay. I'm in a restaurant. It's a Chinese vegan restaurant. So all Chinese food, but veganized. Oh, that's nice. Love it so oh, I think you, I think you showed me the pictures, some pictures of that. Yes, yeah. so good. And so I'm sitting at a table by myself. It's like a, a work lunch thing, waiting for my girlfriends to get there. I get there first. I've already ordered food. So I'm sitting there and I'm eating already because I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't wait for you, bitches. You know I got to eat. All right. <laughs> this this one like, is yanking on my shit. I got to eat. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm 20 minutes late. Okay. And I'll be here with a plate of food. When right, you get right, right. So I'm already eating. And I think he assumed that I was eating alone. You know oh, what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. So, um, so I ordered, you know, something to drink, and they didn't have it. They mm. didn't have what I wanted. I wanted this peach tea that they usually have, which is so good, and they didn't have it. So, uh, he was just picking up food. He wasn't even dining in. He was waiting. He had ordered on on the phone, so he was waiting for them. His order wasn't ready yet. He was early, so he went next door. Mm-hmm to the, the restaurant next door, which is similar, but just not vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, also Chinese, but it's like fusion food. So you could get hot wings and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. He goes and orders their peach tea. Yeah. Are you following? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> he orders two. Uh-huh. And after he gets his food, he comes over to my table and he said um, something like order up or something like that. And he put the peach tea down. Yeah. Yeah. No Asian girl is ever going to do that to me. And I thought that that was like the most like criminal minds thing somebody yeah. could do in a yeah. moment like that. What's in this tea? Right. Uh-oh. What did you put in here? <laughs> like I'm, I'm all, I'm all over it. Right. I'm the yeah, AU yeah. now. And I thought that was so bizarre. Yeah. How you know, bizarre. that he did that, but I just, you know, I was like, well, whatever. I wasn't gonna drink that tea. Mm-hmm. As I'm eating, you know, my girls get there, we're talking, I'm telling them the whole like tea story or whatever. And um, and they're like, yeah, that's so weird that he did that, blah, blah, blah. And then it dawns on us, like as we're looking at the tea, it still has like the paper receipt attached to it. And now it's a little bit wet and like stuck to the, the drink. Yeah. He wrote his phone number on right. the receipt and it said, yeah. call me, it, it said, drink the tea or not but call me yeah yeah no asian girl is ever going to do that 
And I just thought, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that they would, but I'm just saying, like to me, yeah, that was subtle. For, That's for not me. subtle to me. For me, that's I'm a great shoot saying. your shot. That's like definite, like shoot your shot. Like, <laughs> he never girl... even spoke five, nine words. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. I got order up. That's two got you, words. Got you. But the fact that he not only gave you what you wanted, he put his number on the receipt. That to me is not subtle. Subtle to me is like when a girl. Like I'm in a bookstore and a girl is standing right next to me, gets a book near me, and then stays there and reads it. I move, she kind of, you know what I mean? Like that is is subtle because she's not saying nothing. She thinks I'm gonna, I'm supposed to pick up on her vibes or something, and maybe mention the book she picked or something. Like I'm, bitch, I'm in my own book. Like I don't, I'm I don't not know watching that's you. Subtle though, because she could just be reaching for a damn book. Exactly. Yes. Like, subtle, though. subtle to me means like <laughs> I, we don't know. Well, so let's clarify then, because subtle to me still means that you know that this is somebody trying to get your attention. Yeah. So it's like small, degree. right? Yeah. It's like just small. Yeah. It's not like that's not small I'm to me. That's to big. You, you right. know what I mean? So like that guy obviously shot a shot. Right. So why didn't he come over and say, hey, why didn't he, you know, talk to me or have a conversation? I don't know. Because it's safer to be like, okay, if she doesn't call me, obviously she's taken. You know, obviously he he didn't see the baby bump. Right. He's like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) clearly, uh, but still to me, that was subtle because he did not verbalize his intentions. Right. right? He used other means. Right. I think it's smooth. literally wrote it on a piece of paper stuck to a a cup of tea i wasn't gonna drink but clearly he was again eavesdropping why are people always eavesdropping on me listening to my conversation maybe i'm loud maybe you're loud (laughs) Um, maybe that's what (laughs) you don't know how loud you are from across the room girl you're shouting that's why is it doesn't Uh, he get props though for ear hustling maybe not on purpose because you're loud and he's like oh you know this beautiful uh boss bitch over here is talking she wants right. peach they don't have peach i'm gonna go get this woman some peach right but my get... thing was like if you're gonna do all that boy come sit down no you th- just did all it, that and we, left because we don't know like what if yeah like what if you had a boyfriend or a husband and they came and he's sitting down with you now he looked like an idiot all he had to do was ask you know is the seat taken can i sit down with you I would have been and able then to say, be, no, you'll be oh, okay. you know, come in or gotcha. whatever. Like okay. I would have communicated it. Sure. We're adults. It's safe. You know what right. I mean? It's safer and less uh humiliating to do it that way. Right, right. That's that. what it was. Yeah. He was trying to avoid the in your face rejection. Yeah. And I've so never done that. He would just go away and if I never called, you know, find it. Yeah, yeah. Hear no evil, see no evil. You know what I mean? Like right. I mean, I've never done that, but maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna try that one day. <laughs> No, because it's awkward as heck. I was annoyed. Why? No, that's a, Oh my god, this is so weird. How men and women are so different. Yeah, I think yeah. that's cool as fuck. You're like that's creepy so as fuck. Right. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. That's so, so funny. I'm thinking it's player player. You're like this is creepy, creepy. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and the whole table thought the same thing. Yes. Oh, All three. Of never my mind. Girlfriends. I'm not doing. It. Never mind. We all we all thought it was creepy, <laughs> and we all felt like if he was gonna do all that, yes, you might as well stick around and get your 
in, instant gratification, yes. Yes. instant appreciation right. yes. before you walk away. And, you know, he didn't even allow me a moment to yes. say, like, thank you or in to inquire what your name is. Nothing. But you understand, but you understand why he did that way. The way I just Absolutely. told you, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the, but these are the conversations we as men need to know what not to do. Like if you're going to shoot our shot, let's shoot the whole thing. Absolutely. Em empty the clip right now. Don't wait to see if the, right. if the body is warm or not. Shoot the whole dang clip and then see, right? We're going, if you're going to shoot the shot, right? Right, right. So he should have, so, so what you're saying is he should have got the peach. Right. Right, because he has to get the peach. That's that's the end, right? Yes. Get the peach because he's that's his end, being nice and a gentleman. You're in, right? He's in. Put the peach down. Can I sit here? That's when you say, no, uh, my husband, my boyfriend, or right, yes, right. go ahead, yes, go ahead, right. sit, have a seat. I'm just waiting for my girlfriends. You know, um, they're, they're 20 minutes later. Okay, cool. He sits down. Blah blah. blah. So right. then he kind of feed not, not feed you lines, but like interrogation comes and you know are you married you got a boyfriend blah blah, blah. and you mm -hmm. say yes or no you know and this isn't the food baby this is the baby and blah 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 right, and, right, right. you know decide if you want to stay you know what i mean how you want right, to play right, right. but i but thank you for this peach i love this thank you very much right yeah 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 okay okay <laughs> yeah i mean i mean that makes sense to me, to me too makes, right to me it makes sense for the simple fact that you just went invest and invested five dollars and forty nine cents, which right? is nothing to him. Which is nothing to him. Nothing. But in the grander scheme of things, sure, yeah. You invested. Yeah. You literally invested in sure. this interaction That's by facts, facts, going facts. and purchasing this drink in order to have a reason to now have a conversation with me that you did not see a way to do otherwise. Because he didn't have to go get the dang on tea. No. He could just come over to the table holding his bag because he's on his way out the door and just said, you know, peace queen, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I saw you from across the room hold you know i would have been fine with that husband or not i still would have appreciated the compliment blah yeah. blah blah and if he wanted to sit down and talk a little bit we could have done that maybe he could have saved the whole tea conversation for you know us being able to get together and go grab some tea you know what mm. i mean now that he has so that he has another reason to see me again i mean there's just so many ways you can go about it but i think being genuine is most important and even if you are afraid of rejection and stuff like that yeah <clears throat> to me, it's kind of childish. It's like the boy that comes and kicks the girl in her rain boots and then runs away. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Here's, a, here's the other thing, though. Like, I Mind you, you for, since nobody can see us, he was just pointing at us. Yeah, I, I was pointing so. to myself. Yeah, I, was pointing. <laughs> I, I kick the girls in the right. rain boots in and the then I run, and I run away. <laughs> I shoved the girl in a boy's bathroom and, and then run away. I, I did. I did. I did. Oh. I smacked the girl in the finasca. Right, right. But here's the thing, though. I don't know if you know about dudes. Do guys like to do things for women, whether whether you know um, they get anything out of it or not. Like right. you know, as far as like sex or a date or whatever, they just yeah. like we. Sometimes we just like to do nice things. So him doing that is like is a nothing. Is a big nothing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Either, either you call or you don't. Cool. But I gave you the peach. It made me feel good as a man because right. I gave right. you, I gave a stranger something. It's, you know, it's, it's equivalent to like feeding a homeless person. Absolutely. And, and not letting him know where the food came life. from. Yeah, yeah. good Samaritan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then on the other, on the flip side, you know, that's why there's so many, so many sugar daddies. Because sugar right. daddies love to give women things without any, without even any sex or anything. 
know what right, I'm saying? Right. It's just they're doing a good deed. They got it, so they go, they they'll give it to them. They, you know, as far as they got, they got money. So you know, what I'm saying they don't mind spending money on somebody who just looks good because yeah. to them it, it feels good to them. It's it's self uh, gratification. You know Absolutely, I mean? so it's a mental thing. It's like, it's yeah, so sometimes it's like that. Thing. Yeah, they can now. They know that you're on their mind. They know you're thinking about it, talking about it. It's a thing. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to occupy some energy whether you're giving it directly while they're standing there or they're going to feel that energy ripple effect later energy is real vibration frequency it's all real so they know that they're creating something right they put a ripple in your in your pool in your pond and it's going to do its thing for as long as it's going to do its thing until it stops and everything goes back to normal but while it's doing its thing while this ripple effect is happening they know that you know they're on your mind and that it can be just fulfilling all by itself that I did this for this woman today and I don't know what's going to happen. Or maybe that was the first time he ever did something like that. Maybe it felt crazy to him mm. and it was him pushing himself to like step outside of his box. Again, he doesn't know I'm a relationship coach. So I'm giving him brownie yeah. points, you know what I mean? In certain areas, but where he messed up was leaving. But so, but sometimes too, like it's more like a strip club. It's like, mm. I know I'm not going to get no pussy from this chick. I know she's only dancing on me or whatever because I paid for it. But mm. I know that, you know, she's dancing in front of me, but she's also dancing in front of like 20 other guys. Right. But right. I'm making it rain. I'm throwing wads, you know, at her. Mm -hmm. Some of them some of them are ones, some of them are hundreds, some of them are twenties. Like I know I'm not gonna go home with this girl. But I right. know that she can use this money and she's entertaining me and she got nice, you know, titties and ass and a pretty face. I'm gonna throw some money and then I'm gonna go home. Right. I mean that's that's how it is too. You know what sure. I mean? It's, it's like sure. nothing. It's nothing. I'm going to yeah. buy this beautiful brown sister a peach because she wants a peach tea. Yes. I'm going to drop it. And then just in case. Right. Call me. Just in case. Yeah. If you want to. Right. But if you don't, I'm going to go home, get into my, te you know, in my Tesla, go home, do my thing, play Xbox, go, you know, maybe masturbate and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, then right. cycle continues. It's not a big thing. I don't think yeah. he's wondering if you're going to call him or not. You know what I mean? Because he probably yeah. has done this more than once. Absolutely. Yeah, that was my like, thing I was going to say. It was either his first time yeah. or he does this all the time. Right. And uh, asked me if I called him or not. Did you call him? I did. <laughs> Relationship coach. So everything is a social experiment. Because, right? Okay. So, so, so what happened real quick? So I called Yes. And um, he basically said what you said. He wasn't like I was going to call or not, you know, no pressure. Yeah. Uh, did I did I drink the tea? That's a I, act I actually took the tea back and told him there was something wrong with it so I could get a fresh one just in case he spiked it. Um, so I did enjoy my tea. I did. It just wasn't the one he physically brought me, <laughs> which he thought was hilarious. And um, and then we found out that we knew some some people in common in the vegan oh. world. And that he dated somebody that I knew, and that was the end of it. Because I don't date people who I, you know, know yeah. you know somebody. Yeah. Um, but there was definitely potential there. You know, had that yes. not been the case, now we're on the phone, now we're laughing. I told him the peach tea story, you know, how I took it back and everything, and uh, how I'm, you know, uh, obsessed with criminal minds. And um, so, yeah, so, I mean, there definitely was something there. I didn't want it to feel like workish when, when I say that whenever I'm like putting people in social experiment mode instead of just letting it happen organically mm -hmm. so I didn't inquire a bunch or ask him like why did you do that like that you know I just kind of let it be yeah um Beautiful. but uh but yeah I mean I saw that he was trying to follow me on Instagram and I just decided like yeah 
you know? Like, it, I just want to leave it where it was. Like, it was such a great gesture. I wanted to thank him and make sure that he knew that I enjoyed it, that me and my girls, you know, cracked up about it at the table, that I returned the tea <laughs> and all that. I just wanted him to have the rest of the story. Yeah. Um, but once we, like I said, figured out that we knew too many people in common and that he had already gone down the vegan rabbit hole, you know, with somebody else vegan that I know, it was just kind of like understood. They're like, oh, okay, you know, it's all good. But yeah, I, I wanted to know, you know, I was like super curious. And um, and he, like I said, he sounded like he was a nice person. You know, he definitely had all the basic uh, vegan guy stuff going on. You know, he even had some animals, some puppies in the background. So he would have been a great, you know, um, potential, I guess you could say, because it worked, I called, you know what I mean? So it was not all for naught. Um, but you know, the universe was just not conspiring so so this method, do you suggest this method? I don't. I told him that even I though it did even though it worked, it worked on a relationship coach who was curious, who is mad curious but you but he was an, a potential until you found out about the 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 mutual friend. Yes. So if, it were, if there was a mutual friend, it would have worked. It would have worked to the extent that I allowed it. Like yeah. I said, so sometimes we coach, I allowed that to, to work in his favor because I was looking for ways to give him brownie points. I'm looking yeah. for ways to give him credit because I know how much it takes to even get to that point. I don't think the average woman would be giving him that much credit. I don't think she would have seen it as like, wow, it must have, you know, taken you so much to decide right before you left after they gave you your food. You only had a few minutes to decide, you know what I mean? Like, and then you concocted this whole thing. Like, that was so clever. Like, I don't think somebody else would have given him that much credit. I think they would have just been disappointed yeah. and it would have been way too freaking awkward that he just walked out of the restaurant like that. I think, I think some, <laughs> I think some times we do stupid shit. Right. But sometimes it's, sometimes the stupid and shit it works. Accidentally works. Right. I was going to say, we need this conversation as men and women. We need to have this conversation and say like, oh, guys, don't do this. But sometimes right. when we do stuff that we're not even thinking about because we, we we don't know what how you guys are thinking or yeah. what you're thinking, sometimes right. our dumb moves work. Yeah. So continue to do dumb moves. Just not disrespectful. Just dumb. Right, right. Dumb's okay. Yes. Because right. you gotta, I'll say this though. Somebody who is not a life coach might still take that receipt and just be curious as a human being yes, i wonder like and then right. be curious and then make the call like yo thanks for the peach blah, blah, blah. do the same thing right. you just did without right. the life coach uh trait in there you know what i'm saying yeah and yeah just out of pure curiosity and then they, they would not have mutual friends or whatever right and it would and it would have made a hit and now they could tell their children the crazy dumb thing that their father did right, to get right. mom's attention <laughs> and it's a great true. story dad you're so stupid true. Right, right. I would have never done that, Dad. That was a dumb move. <laughs> and and the mom goes, "Yeah, it was dumb." Right, right. But it worked. <laughs> it worked. So we are yes. stupid, but let us be stupid. Give yes. us the stupid because when that's all innocent. we. Yes, yeah, stupid and innocent because that's all yes. we got. We don't yes. know. We know nothing about you guys. Right. Honestly, you know what I'm saying. Until we get, till we get you. Until then, yes. we don't know what we're doing. We're doing yeah. everything we think is okay. Mm-hmm. As long as it's innocent and, and stupid and right. you know what I'm saying? We don't know. Then right. you don't, don't, please don't hate us 
Yeah. Let, let it go. Laugh. You can laugh about it with your girlfriends. You can tease us, do all that. Mm-hmm. Just don't think we're doing, you know, uh, out of like, like no malice or playerism or anything like that. Cause we just don't know. We're, right. we're, we're we don't know. We're stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I mean, he was cute and everything. See? <laughs> you had, you had, but you had your. However, you had your little code. I had, it was on my list, you know. <laughs> yeah. list. Bring, bring it back around. Got to bring it back around. It was on the list. Ah, uh, so, so close, so it's close. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll close it there. Harmony is always, always great to talk to you, man. This yeah. was so much fun, and um, we'll end it there. Congratulations on the bubba. Thank you. <laughs> I saw the pictures. He looks like a gangster. It's going to be nice. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean that in a good way. It's going to be... Right. It's, it's going to be a good story. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be around this, to rear him around a little bit. Right, right. In the, in the right way. Uncle Lee, absolutely. Uncle Lee, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so... Um, we'll end it there. Army, thank you again. Uh, two fingers. Two fingers, please.